Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. As I dive for you today, we are gathered up to you. We ask, Lord, that you reveal yourself. We pray, Lord, that you honor yourself. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Let's have our seat. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the healing service. As we go into this service, and of course, as we are led into prayers, it's been a journey for us and it's been a journey for me. One of the things that I have learned is that when the disciples went out and they tried to heal someone and it didn't happen, they went back to Jesus and they said, what, what, what was wrong here? As you grow in, as God has called you, as you grow, especially when it comes to his work, it is important that we always learn to return back to the classroom where God will begin to teach further on the journey so far. You know, there are, there are things where, you know, and I will share a couple of things with us as we just quickly just look at the subject of healing. And as we, one of the things that, and if you are, if, if, if anyone paid attention, that when we begin, when we started the healing service, God was faithful in healing and healing people. But you will see that at a time, if you notice, my what I was teaching on began to change. Because as the journey began to come year on year, as God gives privilege for me to go back to Him with questions that I have, He will begin to say, "No, this is how it's supposed. This is how you're supposed to go about it." And what I'm saying that it is a journey in progress. And you know, one of the things that I was quick to, I was, I, I was inquisitive about is that you know, is that a, you know, at times people will come and people may come in or be part of the service or in any dimension, even even to me also, and they go, you know, the service is the same, just as the service is the same on Sunday. You know, there is no special thing to say that it is a healing service. And I and you know, so most of the time people have this question. I, I I actually take them back to God. I say, what is the you know is this the way to go? And I felt like God was saying to me, so when did you when you see Jesus all through his life, did you see him do a special service to say that this is time healing? He said, I went out and I talked, and people were healed. Then I began to understand that what when the Bible says, as Jesus was teaching. The Spirit of God was there to heal. And I began to understand that the scripture says he sent his word and he healed their disease. And said, you know, as long as the teaching is going on, healing will come. So you don't need to set out quickly to say, okay, let's get this done. No, as healing will come, you will see that. So, you know, I'm just trying to tell you my own journey also as God is helping me in my own journey. And as you begin to see that, then I began to notice all true, you know, all true scriptures in different parts 
of scriptures that 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 healing is a sign. So they they did not they did not make it as a major. It was a sign. So that means that if you were coming to if you're coming to if you're going to Itro and there is a sign on the road that says Itro, it is because Itro is there that is why you have a sign. So that means that if the main thing is not is not dealt with as it were, the signs may not be visible. Does that make sense to us? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And I began to understand that as Jesus was being revealed, God was confirming Jesus by healing people. The Bible says that they were they were going from, it said as they were preaching, God was confirming their word with signs and wonders. So, and you will begin to see that as, as Christ is revealed in a place, the virtues become real because it is the encounter with him. That is why when the apostles healed um, a man at the beautiful gate, and people were saying, the apostles tore their clothes, and they said, do you think that it, it is our whole righteousness that healed this man? It is the faith in this name that healed him. Faith in this name that healed him. And you know, we might, you might be looking and you might be considering and saying, you know, okay, you know what, what else do I not know about Jesus? And those things are, 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 are valid. But guess what? You know, there was a man in scriptures called John the Baptist. John the Baptist knew. He said that, ah, this is how I will know he is the person. And by the Spirit of God, he said, God said, the one that the Spirit of God comes upon and stays. That is the one called Jesus. But yet, John the Baptist at the time came back and said, go and ask him, is he the Messiah? Or should we look for someone else? What does that mean? Is that, is that you cannot have enough revelation of who Jesus is. It has to be a constant reminder. That's why when Jesus was going and Jesus gave um, communion, he said, do this in remembrance of me. What do you remember? What you can forget. So he's saying, when you are doing this, remember I came. Remember I died for you. Last week, a prophecy was coming and God was saying that, go and read again to understand that I died for you. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So you begin to see as we, as Jesus begin to educate his disciples, we know we've gone through this part, but I'm just, going, I'm just quickly going down a particular aspect. John, Matthew chapter 16, 15 to 18, Jesus was saying that, who do people say that I am? Then he went to his disciples and he said, okay, who do you say that I am? And, and, and Peter revealed and said, you are the son of, of, of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but he said, my father was in heaven. And he, and he said, he said, he said, Peter, on this wall will I build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. When you read on that scripture, so I don't have it up against to verse 19, you, you now see that he said, I have given to you the keys <coughs> of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth 
is burning. So Jesus was saying, as soon as you have a perfect picture of who I am, authority is released. So Jesus was saying, it is anchored on the revelation of who do you think I am. And, and you will begin to see all two all two gener all two generations. There are definitions of who people who who you know who who people assume Jesus to be. I I preached the sermon at the time. It was off the back of the book C.S. Lewis wrote Mere Christianity in 1952, where he said Jesus. Is he Lord? Is he liar? Is he a liar or is he a lunatic? What he's saying is that you cannot say that Jesus did not give a, make a statement. The statement that Jesus made, you cannot say that you don't have an opinion. No matter who you are. Either you believe in Jesus or you don't. You cannot say you don't have an opinion. When somebody says, I am the way, what is he saying? There is no other way. So you cannot say that it doesn't bother me. No. You have to make a choice. Is it that this guy is lying? Or he's crazy? Or he's actually who he says he is? So there cannot be anybody on the surface of, heart, of the earth that will not have to make a decision on who Jesus is. You can play ignorance. You can say it doesn't concern me. But the, because when Jesus speaks, it doesn't give room for somebody to say, that is his opinion. Because Jesus will say, nobody can come to heaven except through me. So what does that say? If you know that you're going to heaven, is it that you said, I don't believe this man? Or he's crazy? Or he's wrong? Jesus does not give you opportunity to, to, to have, you have to choose. You have to choose. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm sorry, and, and the life. What does that mean? There is, there are, um, when, when somebody says, I am the way, what does that mean? It's a definite article. If I say, go and beat the boy, you ask me which one? Because that means there is a particular one. Every other one that may be boy is in there, but Jesus is saying, there is no way there. So somebody can no say that, you know, yeah, I don't believe in all those kind of things and things like that. But I, I just know I would, I, I would, I would be okay to get to heaven. Scripture, no, Jesus did not. The question is that what is your definition? That's why Jesus had to come to his disciples and say to them that, you know, who do you say that I am? You have to have a clear definition. There is no room for I think, I feel, I know. It has to be a particular answer. And C.S. Lewis was saying that, he was saying, he was saying, I'm tired of all these people who write about Jesus as a good teacher, as a good moral leader, and things like that. Jesus never gave those kind of options. When he was talking, you have to make a decision of who you think he is. You have to make a decision of who you think he is. So when we, you know, for you to kind of, for us to kind of look at it even, even more clear, uh, clearly, you know, when you go to Mark chapter 16, Matthew 16, verse 20, you know, the Bible talks about the disciples went out and preached. Uh, or Matthew 3, sorry, Matthew 3. I think it's Matthew 3. No, do we not have it on? Matthew 3. Amen. Amen. 
So when you read Mark chapter 3 from, just read from verse 2, anybody that has it up, just from verse 20 for me, please. Mark chapter 3 from verse 20. Yeah, 2020, what are we doing? And the multitude coming together again, mm -hmm. so they could not so much as eat bread. And when immediately on the day, yes, ma'am. And when his friends had of it, they went out to lay hold on him. When his friends heard of Jesus, they went out to lay hold of him. Yes, ma'am. For they said, he is beside himself. He is beside himself. Another person will say, he is out of his mind. Basically, they say, this guy is crazy. So, C.S. Lewis was right that you have to make a decision. Either you think he's a crazy man or he's a liar. When you now go on, man, you see, look at the, the, the Pharisees who say that this guy is possessed. Basically, he's not using the power of God. What are they saying? He's a liar. So, so what I'm trying to say, when you read Mark chapter 3, you discover that there is only three definitions you can have of Jesus. Who do you think is God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, why is this important? Because as we get to understand him, this is how he works. When Jesus is revealed, when, when the signs are there to confirm that this man is truly the way, the truth, and the life. There was nobody who ever told people, go into the world. In my name, you will cast out demons. In my name, you will heal the sick. What he's saying is that I am the authority behind it. I am the authority behind it. Hallelujah. You know, as people were going to people and saying, Jesus is the way, Jesus is the life, Jesus is the way, truth, and life. And you see in Mark chapter 16, verse 20, the Bible says that when the disciples were going around preaching, the Lord walked with them and he confirmed their word with signs and wonders. So whenever Jesus is revealed, and people are saying, Jesus is the holy way. What God follows is an approval that what you are saying is right. So I learned that when people are told about Christ, when we gather and we celebrate who Jesus is, signs and wonders begin to come as a testimony to what has been said. As a testimony to what has been said. You will see that when Jesus would heal somebody, Jesus would say that, in, uh, if you go to Mark chapter 2, verse 10 to um, 10 to, he said, So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Basically, what he's saying is that once you understand that your sins can never be forgiven, can never be forgiven except by the blood of Christ. He's saying that the, 
And the way he demonstrated it, he said, then he turned to the um, to paralyzed man and he said, stand up and walk and pick your mat and go home. Jesus was saying, I want to demonstrate to you that I am the Savior. So when, when we gather and Jesus says that, when you, ask, when you say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. What Jesus, what is happening is that God is, it is not you that God is considering. It is the name of his son that is considered in that, in that environment. So what does that mean? Is that you might have a particular challenge for years. It doesn't matter. Because it is not me that is in question. What God is confirming is the name of his son. Do you know as challenging as what, it, what that is? What I just said is, Jesus, there were people who came to heaven, the Bible calls him a parable, and they said that in your name we cast out demons. In your name we heal the sick. I used to remember that story. And Jesus said, Go away from me, you workers of iniquity. Question How will they be able to heal them in his name? Will they learn? Because, and this is, this, is, this is very important for every servant of God, that God is not confirming you. He's confirming his son. People say, oh, you know, God is okay with me. Me, I just live in my life anyhow. You know, it doesn't matter. When I just get there, I just say, oh yeah, in the name of Jesus. It will happen. Because you are not the one that God is confirming. So what I'm trying to say is that no matter which level of your faith that you are in, if certain people can go and go say, I don't know you, but yet they were able to pray for the sick in the name of his son, and he answered. Please, I have not said it is not a license to live a life. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying, I am telling, I'm trying to point out to you that the authority actually is not in you. It is in the name. It is in the name. Let's, sorry, I might need somebody because I don't think I had it. I had it hot. Acts. Um. Hallelujah. When the Bible says, when, when, when it was said that, that I don't know if you have, I don't know if you have this slide, but the Bible says, where, where Paul says that it is faith in the name of Jesus that had healed this man. And, huh? yeah, I'm, I'm Paul, uh, sorry, Peter said, why do you look at us as if it is by our own righteousness that we have healed this person? What, Paul is, what Peter is saying is that it is not because we are very prayer warrior that can, that can shake the whole world. He said, no, the faith is actually in this name. This is the name that is working. This is the name that is working. Acts 3.16 um, if you can read from verse 14 for us, please, if anybody can read. But yes. you deny the Holy One, yes, and the just, and the 
and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the prince of life, whom God had raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And in his name, through faith, in his name had made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yet ye, ye, ye the faith which is by him had given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Amen. God bless you, man. So he says that why he said the present he said faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus is what has made this man healed. Faith in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. Faith in the name of Jesus. And that's what we are, we are looking at today. As we begin to realize who Jesus is, and when, as we begin to look at his person and what he has come to do, you will begin to, will begin to realize that when God confirms, he confirms his son Jesus. He said for you to know that man has the authority to forgive all sins. The greatest healing that can first of all happen is the healing of, of you know, of raising the dead back to life. What does that mean? A man that is dead to sin, that means Christ first, is the greatest healing that can ever happen. Afterwards, you can have additional. That is why when Paul, uh, David himself will talk in Psalm 103 verse 3, he said, he who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. As we come together and as we realize, as we celebrate and remind ourselves who Jesus is as the Savior of the world, as the one who alone can, that is sufficient for our own sins and our own iniquities. As Jesus is revealed in that dimension, God glorifies his name. God glorifies his name. And as we Revelation chapter, we, we're talking about the streams of, of healing. The Bible says, Revelation chapter 2, verse 22, verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, the angel showed, um, the showed me the river of, the river of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down in the middle of the great, of the great city of Great, great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve fruits, and yielding fruit for each month. The Bible says the leaves of the leaves of the of the tree are like are for healing of nations. The Bible says that river comes from Jesus Himself. 
That is when, but when you see when Jesus was saying about, about it in John chapter 7, this is for scripture before, John chapter 7, the Bible says here that it says on the last day, Jesus, of the first, Jesus stood and he said in a loud voice, let anyone who tests come to me and he who believes in me as the scripture says. Now he's saying that once you understand who he is, as scripture says, out of him will begin to flow the rivers of life. The question is, do you know who Christ is and do you believe him for who he is? Do you believe him for who he is? There are two things we are trusting God for tonight. One is that he will confirm his, himself by healing every one of us. And secondly, is that you would have this stream of life inside of you in such a way that whenever you go out also, you will be able to pray for the sick and, and, and they will recover. Amen. Jesus did something that was quite interesting. John chapter 12, verse 20 24. The Bible says that now there was some Greek among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and with a request, Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip, rather than going to Andrew, <laughs> sorry, Jesus, Philip went to Andrew, and he said, Andrew, and so Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. What do you think Jesus would do? They said to Jesus, they, they came to say, Jesus, they want to see you. So what is what is the natural thing that Jesus should do? He should tell them, let them know. But Jesus did not say that. He said, Jesus now said. The hour has come that the Son of Man be glorified. Verily I tell you, unless a, 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 a camel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains, by, uh, it remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many. What Jesus was saying is that there are so many people who want to, who want to see me. But you don't have to keep coming to me. When I die, I will be living in you. So that when people come to you and say, we want to see Jesus, you would say, Jesus lives inside of me. So when they came and they said, we are looking for Jesus, and that Jesus said, bring them. Jesus said, ah, I need, I need to multiply myself in these people. So that when people are looking for me, they will not be saying, let us go and look for Jesus together. They will say, come, let us pray. What is the issue? And that is what I am believing. That's what we are believing God for. That healing will not only come to us, but it would be a proof for you also that when somebody comes to you and says, I am having this challenge, you would say, let us pray.
May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is, that is, that is the belief tonight. Is that everyone, you know, we, we have, the word of God is not wrong. But the more we get exposed to it, the more we understand better. I want you to, I want you to, as we, as, you know, as simple as it is, and this is one of the things at times, when God was saying to me a couple of years, some years ago that, you know, this is the pattern of what, and you'll be like, ah, but we did not talk about healing. And I say, no, that is not how it happens. Just the simple gospel, and I will confirm that that is what I said. Does that make sense? And as we close, if, you know, if there is anyone here that you still feel that you, you have not taken Jesus seriously. Jesus is just one of those men out there. Jesus does not give the opportunity for a man not to make a serious decision about him. That's why Jesus made this statement. He said, sorry, in the book of Revelation, he said, he said, you don't have to make a decision. I will make a decision for you. He said, if you are still lukewarm, Jesus did not say that, don't worry, I will still be seeing where you want to fall. He, he said, I will spit it out. Basically, what is Jesus saying? No, I make decisions for people. If you don't want to make decisions for yourself, I'll make it for you. Someone can say, say, don't worry, you know, you can do Jesus today, you can do that tomorrow, it's okay, it's okay. Jesus is saying, that is you and your friend, that's you and your pastor. As far as I'm concerned, I've made a decision. And as we believe God for his grace, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.